it's time to hit In the Shop with Steve, Kirk, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the Shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstalk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Taking your phone calls, 360-676-KGMI, that's 676-5464. Love to answer any of your automotive-related questions, problem with your car, check engine light, funny noises. We need you to make funny noises for us. Kirk? Yes. How are you this morning? I am doing well, thank you. You can hear me clearly? What? We've got a great show lined up for you, a number of things. Kirk wanted us to talk about jumping sparks. I got some a warning, actually, for some Kia and Hyundai owners. You may have seen this on the news, but uh, there are millions of Kia and Hyundai owners that need to watch out because the TikTokers are after you, apparently. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. A Kia. <laughs> really? Come on. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We will. All right. But we do want your calls, so do yes. give us a call. Before the end of the show, they always stack up, and we miss out on a few, but love to help you out with your car. We've got, uh, if nobody calls, which I hope somebody, I've got lots of people. everything that I had a month ago to talk about that we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, we've got leftovers from weeks and weeks and weeks that we haven't uh, had a chance to get to. And uh, I can't believe we're on again already. I thought we were on last weekend, but I forgot I was on with Dan. That's right. It was two weeks ago. Three weeks in a row. This is like, what's going on with, oh, I know, Steve quit doing the radio Uh, show, so we got to do it more often now. You know, I miss Steve. Steve. I miss Steve so much. Steve at the Panacea, I miss him so much. I went to visit him yesterday afternoon. Did you really? I did. Yeah, I needed to borrow a tool from him. There you go. Actually, I was going to, I realized. I called you to borrow it from you because you're a lot closer than Steve is. But I never answer my phone. That's correct. (laughs) Exactly. Um. I wondered why I saw your uh, thing on the caller ID. I thought maybe you were going to change uh, my appointment to have an alignment done down at your shop. No, we're there. We're waiting down there. I yeah. turned well, turn the heat gonna... on this morning so it'll be warm next week oh, when you bring it over. Good. Yeah, it's supposed to get kind of cold. But, um, yeah. I realized something, though. This uh, Yesterday evening, I thought I was not going to be doing the show today. I thought, you know, I've done it two weeks in a row. Nah, I'm not going to do it tomorrow. You know, I knew that you and Dan were going to do it. And I was really looking forward to sleeping in until about mm, now and getting up and making crepes with my boys. And we're going to try out. Well, now you're making me feel bad. Rose hip jelly. Um, uh-oh. Is that Steve, like from the Panacea, Steve? Okay. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Well, we do but have I'm a, glad to be here. I just wanted to say I'm happy I'm to be glad here with to you. Be here. I'm honored. Yeah, so am I. Thank you. Well, it looks like we have uh, Steve on the line here this morning. What can we do for you, Steve? I got a que- I got a question about my uh, 87 Jeep Cherokee. And what it's done is uh, over the winter when we had the snow, I put it into four-wheel drive. 
And now it's like stuck in part-time four-wheel drive. And I was wondering if there's some trick. You know, we've done the backup. I put it back into four-wheel drive, put it into neutral, no, no, no. And it's still in part-time four-wheel drive. So, so I was wondering if- so so how do you engage your four wheel drive on that? Is that the old school lever down on the floor? Yes, yes, it sure is an old the old school lever on the floor. Yep. So you're talking the the light on the dash says part time. Exactly. Yeah, the light on the dash is saying part time, and it's it's so difficult to tell if it really is in part time or not. But I have noticed that when it's like really dry out. And you're taking a sharp corner, it kind of will give you the little tire chirp. So it's like trying to be in four-wheel drive, I guess. And I just was wondering if you guys had a trick or something that I'm missing. So so you've got that lever down on the floor and you go to move that lever. Does it feel normal or does it with the detents where you're in four-wheel drive, neutral, four-low, does it feel like it's shifting? Like if you ignore the light, if you ignore the light, it feels like it shifts properly. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, yep, definitely. So, yep. I, I, you know, it, it's tough I know, to weird, say. weird, huh? Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's tough to say. It could be something in the transfer case. Normally, when you move that lever, there's just a little switch that turns that light on. And uh, Okay, it, well, see, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> and and so, so it's possible, mechanically, everything's working just fine, and, and that, that switch is a little sticky. Um, or okay. What, sometimes okay. there's a range switch, sometimes a little push-button switch. Um, that'll cause that light to turn on and turn off, and it could be an issue there. Trying to think back, we had a Jeep Cherokee at the shop recently that had a a problem with the the light up there, and it it was a a switch issue. But Kirk Kirk had – there's smoke coming out of his head like he's got something to say about this. Right on, Kirk. (laughs) Well, that's that's fog coming out of my head right now. I'm I'm trying to remember – man, it's been so long since I've even seen one of those things. Yeah, I thought I you were going to – honestly, when you said 87 Jeep Cherokee, I thought you were going to say something about does the thing just leaks so much oil, it just pukes oil out and burns oil, and the, the plastic PCV lines are cracked, and it's just got all these issues, and it's got an idle problem. Or or it's got 800,000 miles on the original running gear, which would be like a, you know, a miracle, one or the that, other. You know, but, hey, I, check I, it out. Check I picked it, out. it up for a song. And it's a great vehicle. <laughs> so what did you say? You picked it up for what? I picked it up for a song, man. I got a it song. for eight hundred bucks. Yeah, wow. yeah, eight hundred dollars. Well, that's a yeah. good deal if it keeps working. It, um, well, so check know, it out. It, you well, say it runs good. Yep, yep. Um, you say you think it feels like you might be in uh, four wheel drive still. It, you know, it could be just in my mind because the light is on the dashboard. So I'm going to have to to investigate i'll have to do a real nice sharp 90 to see if it's if it's actually in four-wheel drive because like i said the light says it's in part-time four-wheel drive so that might be telling my brain that i think it's in four-wheel drive and it's actually not and it could be just that switch problem maybe well that's possible too and yeah i'll have to take it and really do a sharp another thought would be that um, even if it was in two-wheel drive and you made a hard turn left or right, uh, that the front suspension is so worn out on the thing that the differential's moving over to the side enough to where the tires might be kind of binding on something as well. Ooh, that's a good point. I never even thought about that. I'll have to, I'll have to get underneath there and look and check bushings and da-da-da. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. Right on, Kirk. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think about that either. Hmm. Uh, anything's possible, or maybe a CV joint that's a little bindy up on the front, or who knows? You know? I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to put an eye on there and go down to the little lot down the street and do some sharp nineties and see what what it sounds like and investigate a little bit more and. If I come up with anything, then I'll give you guys a call back and I'll let you know what I did. All right. That'd be cool. Thank you, another Steve. another yeah. option would be to go to like if you've got a neighbor that's got a big, huge, nice, smooth front lawn, uh, go out there mm-hmm. and do some brodies in the thing and see if you throw yeah. mud off the front tires. <laughs> that's a good. I, I never. I didn't think about that either. I, I I know a couple guys that I could probably run around their field and well, I'd see, see, front see yard, what's going on. Front yard, you know, make a memory. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I'd have to be thinking I was 18 years old then. <laughs> All right. Well, Cole, you know, I appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for running the great show. I listen to you guys every weekend, and uh, all right, appreciate all the, I, I appreciate all the information I get from you guys. I tell people all the time, oh, this is what they said on the car show, and this is what this and that. And, you know, it's really informative, and I appreciate you guys spending the time on the weekend to, to do it for us. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Right on, guys. I will call you when I figure something out. Thanks again, Steve. Get some pictures. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. I can do that. (laughs) All right. You guys have a good weekend. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Back in high school, I had a a friend who would drive his parents' Jeep, and uh, it was probably a couple years older than the 87, but... uh, you think it, when you were in high school? Come on, it, it, it's, uh, was it, that like nineteen sixty-eight or seventy or I'm something? I'm not as old as I was. I wasn't even born then. Really? Yeah, oh. I'm young. I'm a baby. All right. But yeah, he uh, he visited a few lawns with that Cherokee. You know, the danger is now. You know, they 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 take that seriously. They'll put a kid in jail for that these days. Yeah, we used to call them lawn jobs. Yeah. Oh, it's like wow. a regular thing. Yeah. Um, looks like we've got, uh, what we got? we're going to squeeze in another caller before the break here. We've got uh, Eric on the line. Good morning, Eric. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing today? All right. So I did what everybody, what you always tell nobody to ever do. I bought a car without the pre-purchase inspection and it had the uh, check engine light and the airbag on when I bought it. Outstanding. But, so it could be, uh, hopefully it won't turn into, it was a, a pretty good deal. But anyway, the question is. The oh, check-in those deal. are those are famous last words, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's uh, might be good for one of you guys. I might be bringing it in to get a lot of stuff fixed. What kind of car is it? It's a 2003 Toyota Matrix XRS. Oh, yeah. You know, every now and then, you know, you buy a car with, uh, like, the airbag light on and you get lucky. Maybe they're under recall. Oh, yeah. There there is two recalls. One's one an airbag and one some other safety deal. Oh, heck. Maybe it'll take care of the airbag light and the check engine light. But Maybe. Well, uh, I I scanned it. Uh, It's a P0135 code, which is, I guess, oxygen sensor of some sort issue. And that that uh, you know it may just have a bad uh, bad air fuel sensor, or I'm not sure if that's a front or rear sensor on that one. The, the code. Either, but, but I did a little research, and the, there may or may not be a fuse in line. It, it said something actually. The heater 
element of the oxygen sensor. Oh yeah, it's probably just got it's probably got a burned out oxygen sensor heater. They got a little heating element that preheats them, so it'll start functioning quicker when you start the car cold. Uh-huh. And uh, eventually, they just kind of burn out. And, okay. Uh, pretty, pretty pretty straightforward replacement on that. Sometimes there's wiring issues, but yeah, is there a fuse in there that could possibly be bad, causing that, or unlikely? I, it, it's it's possible on that car. I, I would doubt it, but definitely in the the okay. diagnostic procedure you're going to want to go through and make sure the power supply for it is is working properly and that includes the fuse um but in most cases that's going to end up being a bad oxygen sensor yeah i suppose i was, just, was, I was going to ask uh, brian here because you know a lot um are they monitoring the um you know the current and the voltage going to that heater to turn that light on or are they going by time and stuff like that they expect to see the oxygen sensor I'm cycle. I'm going to I'm going to bet they're using a pulse width modulation so algorithm from the PCM the that monitors the current flow yeah, through that but, heating element Yeah it's new enough to where I would kind of expect that too So you might you might get lucky that maybe that was a great deal the matrix is a good car They are and you know, you get maybe get the airbags replaced under warranty. Maybe it'll fix the light. Maybe not. And an oxygen sensor—that's uh, that's small potatoes on the grand scheme of auto repair. I'd recommend if you do get an oxygen sensor, you either get a Toyota oxygen sensor or a ND oxygen sensor for that. Toyota or who? Um, Nipendenso. Nip or N- N- NTK, NGK, uh, you know, or the straight OE. A lot of times on those, the Nipendenso or, or NTK makes them for Toyota. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that maybe that was, I mean, Toyota doesn't make them typically, right? So I don't think they do. You know, they buy them from somebody and they have them built to the not the cheapest one I can get. Yeah, I was leaning towards either the you know Denso or Nip on Denso or NTK. So. Yeah, don't don't get the universal one that comes no. with comes with a bunch of connectors in the box right. that you have to wire together. Because uh, you'll I, probably buy yourself a computer after you install that thing. Right. And don't right. and and don't go to the the online you know retailer that sells super cheap parts and get their cheapest one. Because you might buy yeah. a computer after you put it in. Right. Okay. Are you guys familiar with that car at all? Oh, they're they're great little cars. I mean, they can last hundreds of thousands of miles. Um, and and we see them in various levels of, you know, repair over the yeah. years as you get into the second, third, and fourth owner. So it really comes down to the individual car and how it's been cared for. Right. Is there any specific tips to keep this thing alive, or just change the fluids and maintain, do maintenance? I'd get a good inspection on it and, and just see where everything stands. You get a baseline and, right. you know, take care of the priority items and decide how much you want to invest in it and how serious any of the issues are and then take care of the regular maintenance beyond that. Yeah, I did notice it has one little had a one little oil drip, so not sure where that's coming from, but that was kind of a bummer. So. Hey, uh, Eric, I, I wanted to mention one thing. Let's say you do go out and buy an oxygen sensor or whatever, you know, as time goes on. Right. And um, hang on to your old part, the original part. Right. Um, in case it doesn't fix the problem, um, one of the things that um, I like is 
when people have been working on their own cars for a while and they've replaced a number of parts, it's always good to, if they hang on to those parts. And so when they bring them into my shop, I can do my testing and stuff. And then I can actually test some of the parts that they took off, you know, just sometimes parts get replaced and there's nothing wrong with them and the parts you put on are bad. A really good idea. Do you guys have one more quick question? Uh, I think we gotta we, we gotta take a little break here. If you want to hang on till after the break, we can take another quick question after that. But uh, no, that's okay. if it's a Volkswagen question, I know you guys aren't too much Volkswagen stuff. So all right, thanks for the Toyota info. All right, thank you, Eric. All right, three six zero six seven six KGMI. You are in the shop with Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic and Kirk from Angler Automotive. Where do you go to find the best steakhouse between Seattle and Vancouver, B.C.? Northwest Washington's famed Steakhouse at Silver Reef is the place for award-winning, unforgettable fine dining. Savor our Northwest-sourced, dry-aged USDA prime steaks, finished to perfection in our 1,800-degree broiler. Immerse yourself in world-class elegance. Browse our award-winning wine and spirit list, while our attentive staff help to create lasting memories. Reservations are recommended through SilverReefCasino.com or by calling Silver Reef Casino Resort. At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Dewey Griffin Subaru is driven by one simple concept. If we all give a little, we'll all have a lot. These days, the Dewey motto rings truer than ever. Kindness, care, and safety have never been more important. That's why Subaru and the team at Dewey Griffin are doing their part to keep you and your loved ones safe while driving. Need a new Subaru? Stop by Dewey Griffin and learn about special ordering locally from Dewey Griffin Subaru. You'll get to build your own Subaru with all the new options you want, and you'll support a dealership that supports our community. From the Ascent to the Outback, from the Forester to the Impreza, and the all-new Crosstrek, a Subaru from Dewey Griffin will get you and your family where you need to go safely. Need service? Dewey's Express Service Center is fast, convenient, and there's no appointment necessary. At Dewey Griffin, get the service you need when you need it. And they'll throw in a free car wash with any service. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded, community-driven, and the only Subaru-certified tire and service center in the county. COVID-19 has tested our communities in unthinkable ways. In the face of crisis, Puget Sound Energy has given over $18 million in bill assistance to customers impacted by the pandemic. And together with PSE Foundation, gave $4 million in community grants for COVID relief. All the while, PSE continues to lead on clean energy, with a goal to reach beyond net zero carbon emissions by 2045. It's part of our commitment to doing what's right for customers and communities. Together, we're creating a clean energy future for all. Learn more at psc.com together. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. I and a lot of other people would like to see Biden rot in hell. Oh, you okay. know what? He gave away our biggest bargaining chip. Each weekday at 4 p.m. You know, I kind of agree that if Griner was a white sheetrock hanger from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and I think it did the same thing, yeah, he'd probably still be there. That's just the way the world turns. On KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. 
The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back. You are in the shop. Kirk is rocking out. Taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI. Name that band. Music? Name it. I have no idea. Garth Brooks? <laughs> what? I can't hear you. I got my headphones on. I got to speak directly on the microphone. <laughs> All right, we are taking your calls. We've got uh, a couple more people on the line here we're going to get to. I've got uh, Dale here. Let's uh, get you in before the bottom of the hour break, Dale. Hey, good morning. Um, quick question. Uh, son-in-law's got a 2014 Outback, and I see a rubber boot down on one of the front wheel axles is torn. Is that a big job that needs special tools or easy to do? Well, you know, the on a skill level, I don't know if you use the, you know, the, you know, of a, a skill level of one to five, it's probably a, a, a two. It's not that difficult. Um, it That's does, I can does handle. it does require a, a couple special tools and, and it does have some pitfalls that can make it a little bit more difficult than it should be if it doesn't cooperate. Um, okay. Uh, 2014, it should cooperate, though. It that's should. It, it should unless cooperate. Unless it's, like, from some salty place. Yeah, which is, like, driving to Mount Baker these days. But, yeah. Um, so uh, you're going to need a yeah. uh, you're gonna need a special socket that fits the uh, the nut that holds the end of that drive axle through the wheel bearing and hub assembly. And, Just uh, a, big, a big metric a big metric nut. I'm going to guess it's like a 32 millimeter, maybe a 36. You know, I might have that. Yeah, you might have that. You're gonna yeah. you're yeah. gonna need a, a breaker bar to get it loose. You're gonna need a torque wrench that goes up to 170 or 200 foot pounds to get it torqued back on properly. Okay. Um, sometimes you'll need like a brass drift to get that thing to cooperate and get out of the way. Um, you got to take the lower ball joint loose to you know, get some clearance. And the, the probably the the thing that can go really smooth or really difficult is getting that axle to pop out of the transmission because the other end is basically just held in by a hidden uh, hidden circlip that sometimes they pop right out and sometimes they don't. So you have to get into it to get that circlip. Yeah, you need – nope. You just use a – you just use a like a big pry bar. They make a special fork tool that can go in there and pry that axle out. Um, okay. but, but it's just kind of a, a snap fit. And, uh, once it's snapped in, you're, you're good to go and you need to make sure the new one snaps in, but sometimes getting the old one out can be an issue and having a, a big dead blow, you know, like nylon covered hammer to, to tap yep. the new one in. Um, yep. I, I'd find a good video. If you're going to do this yourself, find a good video on YouTube. There's some, yep. you know, some guy with an accent from, the Midwest, Romania. from the from the Midwest, probably has a 15 minute video on how to replace that thing. He skips all the hard parts, though. Remember that when you watch those YouTube videos, how to fix stuff. 
they skip the hard parts, that point that where it should take two minutes and it takes them two and a half hours, they edit that two and a half hours out. Yeah, that's one of the things. In some of these YouTube videos, you'll see the uh, the length of the video is like eight points, you know, eight minutes and 26 seconds, but the guy actually spends three and a half hours trying to do the job. So a uh, couple of couple of duffers could get it done in four or five hours one day job you know if you can't if you can't get that done in two and a half hours you shouldn't be doing it and realist <laughs> realistically a good a good tech is going to do it in less than an hour all right with good the information tools. with the proper tools right okay thanks very much if all else fails you can always call a tow truck and bring it down to us yeah oh it's it's working. It's just got a tear in the boot, and uh, yeah, it's just when you get when you get halfway through and you can't finish it. That's when you have to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. no, I wouldn't do that. I, I it sounds like you'll easy. be fine. It sounds like you'll be fine with it. Alrighty. All right. Good luck with Thanks. that, Dale. Three six zero six seven six KGMI. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. DeWard and Bodie's annual red tag sale is on now with markdowns up to 40% off on Whatcom and Skagit County's best in-stock selection of appliances, mattresses, and barbecues. Find special red tag savings on hundreds of models with many prices too low to advertise. Laundry sets, refrigerators, wall ovens, cooktops, ranges, and so much more are on sale and ready to deliver. This weekend, visit a DeWard and Bodie showroom near you for special in-store coupons like an extra $100 off select Whirlpool laundry sets, $100 off select in-stock barbecue grills from Weber and Traeger and $100 off in-stock mattress purchases. Plus, get no interest special financing for 24 months on qualifying in-stock orders. Visit the Bellingham Appliance and Mattress Showroom on Meridian next to Home Depot, the Bellingham Appliance Outlet Center on Hannigan Road, or the Appliance Showroom in Burlington next to Costco for red tag savings and special in-store offers this weekend. Shop and save during DeWard and Bodie's annual red tag sale on now. Financing OAC qualifications apply. Honey, look what I brought home. Not a cat. You know I'm allergic. Well, you know what they say. When the cat's away, the mice will play. <laughs> Why didn't you just call BioBug? Have you had enough of playing cat and mouse? BioBug Pest Management is here to help. Whether you have rats or mice in your business, residence, or commercial building, BioBug is committed to providing a solution that's right for you. To learn more and get your free quote, visit BioBug.com. BioBug Pest Management. Service you trust, experience you expect. Now hiring service. Cascade Radio Group invites you to the first Chili and Chowder Charity Cook-Off, February 5th at Gruff Brewing in Bellingham. Your admission gets you tasting tickets and a vote. Sample from the best restaurants in Bellingham. Then cast your vote for your favorites. Over 10 restaurants will be vying for your vote. Proceeds benefit domestic violence and sexual assault services of Whatcom County. The Chili and Chowder Charity Cook-Off. Sunday, February 5th at Gruff Brewing. Noon till 3. $15 at the door. Benefiting DV SAS of Whatcom County. A 21 and older event. Whatcom County and Northwest Washington offer endless beauty, and our phones make it possible for us to capture it instantly. And now KGMI is giving you another way to share your incredible pictures with Whatcom Wanderings. Just go to KGMI.com, look for Whatcom Wanderings, post your photos, and tell us where you took them. So share your pictures of our area's incredible beauty and complexity with Whatcom Wanderings at KGMI.com. 
The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Special Report. Calls for change after videos were released showing Tyree Nichols getting punched, kicked, and pepper sprayed repeatedly by police during a traffic stop. He died three days later. Protesters were out last night in Memphis. Let this be the blueprint to help for anything else that happens similar to this to follow what we do here in Memphis. And maybe things get better. Check who they just put into these police academies because it's crazy. And in New York. A lot of pain. There's a a lot of anger, rightfully so. Uh, I think here in New York, we should also try to figure out how we can be better. Nichols' mom begged for peaceful protests. President Biden spoke with her. I'm obviously very concerned about it, but I think she has made a very strong plea. She's obviously in enormous pain. The president said he was outraged by the videos. Vice President Harris calling for an end to police misconduct. CBS News Special Report. I'm Stacey Lynn. Celebrating his wife's birthday today. Yep. And you know, the thing uh, about Dan's wife, every year she just gets a little bit younger. A little bit younger. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, for everybody that's listening out there, you probably want to stay tuned after our show because at uh, 10 o'clock, Mike Kent with Radio Real Estate is going to steal our automotive thunder. He's down at uh, Barrett Jackson in Arizona. And uh, you can hear a little bit about the the excitement and the cars that are up for auction down there. Someday, maybe Mike will take us down there with him. That'd be fun. Yeah. But uh, for now, you're going to have to wait until 10 o'clock and, uh, and get a little bit of Barrett-Jackson auction news. And uh, we're still taking your calls, and we have a patient, Art, on the line. Are you still there, Art? I'm still here, guys. So tell me, what can we do for you today, Art? Well, I'm putting back together a 93 Chevy half-ton full-drive pickup that um, I smoked the horse with here a few years ago. <laughs> and so it was just all sheet metal damage basically up front, so, you know, that's not a problem. What I'm looking at is I really need to, uh, would like to replace the um, the front, as all the, the wiring loom from the firewall, you know, all the way out to the front because, you know, those connectors all got pretty munched up and everything. And um, kind of want to stay away from the wrecking yards because you know how the old wiring gets. It gets pretty crispy. And I was wondering if you guys knew where to source new OEM of, of that particular part. That is a tough one. Um, I mean, you're going to you're gonna have to do some Internet searching there. 
we get into these okay. these parts, I, I doubt that GM's going to come up with one, but you never know. Every now and then, some dealer somewhere in the country has some old stock part they ordered and then put on the shelf, and it never sold. And so I, I you can call Bellingham Chevrolet. You can have them do a, 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 a network search to see if a dealer has old stock on the shelf somewhere. Um, okay. The the next avenue would be uh, eBay. So okay. You look back to, to like 2008 through now, there's a lot of GM dealers that closed up back in the 2008 to 2010 range. And a lot of those, their inventory just went into, uh, it got auctioned off and sold. So people bought that and they've just got their eBay stores with new old stock, new old stock products sitting on the shelf that sometimes you can find one if you can get the right part number. Um, other than that, I, you know, Kirk might have one and back in his storeroom. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> if so, it's in a pile that's going to take a month or two to dig through to to find it. I'm but, in no hurry. Well, 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 check it out. The thought I had, um, you know, the car club locally, the elites, I believe, um, you know, the they may have a source. You know, these guys have all their old custom classics. Um, and they're always working on them and things like that. And so, the, you know, maybe that car club would have somebody that knows where to get old school wiring harnesses. Okay. You know? All right. Well, I appreciate the information, fellas. Yeah. What are you, are you looking it up? Well, I don't know. I, you know, our, Trying to? Our, our former co-host, Steve Hazel from the Panacea, who has nothing better to do, or actually this oh, is the yeah. most important thing he could do, is to listen to us at home on a Saturday morning. Yeah, he'll be doing some research. Yeah, and he yeah. text and he texted me. Oh, but I'm up here at the Cascade Radio Group station headquarters on U Street Hill, which has really poor Verizon internet access. <laughs> so oh. if something shows up on my phone here, well, you in, know in what? I, I recently switched over to T-Mobile. Oh yeah, so Google, Google Pain Free Harness because I'm not sure what that is. That's, yeah, that's what he just said, pain-free harness, and there are no smiley faces or any goofy-looking emojis after it. So you might look into that, pain-free harness. And if you, go- if you Google pain-free harness and the first thing you say is like this big red Google safe search box, close the window. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can look into that. E- mm-hmm. eBay is where we find a lot of stuff. We just ordered a uh, a a uh, – seatbelt receptacle, a seatbelt latch for an old, you know, Suburban that's no longer available from the dealer. And we found one right away on eBay that was brand new and available. Wow, that's cool. Well, you know, with seatbelts, I I don't use used seatbelt parts. Right. And uh, sometimes it's hard to find new ones. I've looked into LMC, and you can darn near rebuild a whole truck out of of them, but uh, wiring you're a little bit shy on. Yeah. And I understand why you want to replace all that after you're doing a restoration on it. You know, I wonder if this yeah, pain-free yeah. harnesses place will actually make a a brand new harness. You know, for a price, I'm sure you could get someone to do anything. Oh, but, yeah. You know, it's, it just depends on how much you want to spend. Yeah. I just don't want to get the thing all done and have it burned down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> then start over again. Yeah, no. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Good luck, Art. Yeah, thank you. You know, I just had a thought. Um, you know, Steve's listening to the show. Hey, Steve, don't you wish you were up here right now with us? He's going to say no. 
He's, he's probably, probably eating laying crepes in, right he's now. Laying in bed, streaming it from KGMI.com on Listen Now. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, I think we're going to take another quick break here. 360-676-KGMI. You are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. A fine wine, your favorite jeans, a drop-top Chevy. So many things get better with age. Unfortunately, your furnace isn't one of them until now. With Barron's Payback Program, you can earn up to $1,500 in combined savings when you upgrade to a new high-efficiency furnace. The older the furnace, the more you'll save. And spoiler alert, two lucky customers will win air conditioning. That dinosaur in the garage has been keeping you toasty for decades. But as much as 40% or more of its energy could be wasted, Yikes, that old furnace is costing you money. So call Barron and save up to $1,500 when you trade in your old model. Plus, two lucky customers will win free air conditioning, including the customer with the oldest furnace. Good things really do come to those who wait, but don't wait too long. Call today. Barron's payback program is going on now through February 28th. Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. See BaronHeating.com for details. If you're struggling with weight and frustrated with dieting each and every year, Mark Patrick Seminars can help. After this hypnosis, I want to eat good food. Since August, I can honestly say I have not had one potato chip. It was life-changing for me. And I don't think about desserts like I used to. Bridget, how much have you lost now? I had lost a total of 83 pounds. Holy cow. It's easy, it's fun, very relaxing, and very successful. And I would just say go for it. Oh my, what are you waiting for? Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only $49.99. Hypnosis designed to destroy unwanted cravings, late day eating binges, boredom eating, stress eating. Seminar Sunday, February 19th at the La Quinta Inn and Suites by Wyndham Bellingham. Weight loss seminar, 11 a.m. Stop smoking seminar, 2 p.m. Or Monday, February 20th at Days Inn by Wyndham Mount Vernon. Weight loss seminar, 5.30 p.m. Stop smoking seminar, 8 p.m. Register 30 minutes before. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. That's markpatrickseminars.com. Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive, 360-676-KGMI. Before the break there, we had a call from Art about a wiring harness and uh, kind of restoring and rebuilding the 93 Chevy pickup truck. And uh, Steve at the Panacea sent us a text message. And uh, he's saying pain-free harness, which brings me up a whole bunch of uh, dog leash harnesses. Um, but there is a company called Painless Wiring. Go painlesswiring.com and Painless Performance um, that specialize in wiring harnesses uh, for classic cars and some not quite classic vehicles. So if uh, Art's still listening, you can go there and check it out. Maybe you'll find something that'll meet your needs. Kirk's still searching on his T Mobile phone. Yeah, I'm just looking in a little more detail there. So earlier in the show, I mentioned, uh, you know, some issues with uh, Kias and Hyundais and something that's been going on. Boy, this dates back to like 2011. Um, being kind of the economy brand over the years, they, they have, they've cut some corners in a number of their cars and millions of their cars. And this has become kind of an issue. When you look at, uh, 
you know, almost any car from the, the late 90s on up through now, there's, there's some sort of immobilizer or anti-theft system in the vehicle that if you're to uh, go try to hotwire the vehicle, it, it will not start. And uh, if you go to try to, you know, pull the ignition switch off and, and turn the ignition switch without the lock cylinder, it still won't start. Um, and almost all major brands have that as a standard feature on all of their cars. Well, Kia and Hyundai, which are owned by the same company at this point, um, decided to, to skip a couple steps and save a few bucks. And they built their cars, their standard key start models. Now, this is not the push start models. Um, but the standard key start models, um, they built without an immobilizer system. And for, for quite some time now, it's actually started a couple of years ago. Um, you know, every, they blame, everything gets blamed on, t- on TikTok these days. Um, but there's TikTok videos that show people. Um, basically, they'll, they'll break into these cars. They pull the ignition switch off the lock cylinder. And the ignition switch has this little, little slot in it. It's like a, a large screwdriver slot. And it conveniently is about the same size as one of those, as a little USB stick that fits in your computer. Perfect. And so you pull the ignition switch off the back of the lock cylinder, put your USB stick into it, and turn it and start the car with a USB stick. And so that's the catch is steal a car with a USB stick. Yeah. And then they break the, the steering wheel lock, which, you know, for a person of moderate strength is a pretty quick and easy thing to do because the steering wheel locks are pretty cheap on them too. And it's turned into an epidemic across the country of stolen Kias and Hyundais, the, the Hyundai accent being one of the most popular. Um, there was a news report in one of the Seattle news stations that, that you know there are multiple Kias and Hyundais being stolen every day in the lower Puget Sound area. And a lot of these are by, by youth who you know, see how to do it online, a little TikTok video. And... Uh, so, you know, 14, 15-year-olds will just go out and steal them for fun to go joyride. And you just explain how to do it. I, you know, it's out there. It's not like yeah. I'm it's, – it's not like it's not readily available. Those that are going to yeah. do it can figure it out anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that's crazy. And, you know, to go down the, the list here, it's quite a few cars. You know, a number of Hyundais from 2016 to, to 21, including the Accent, the Elantra – um, the Sonata, the Veloster, the Venue, the Kona, the Tucson, the Santa Fe, the Santa Fe Sport, um, the Palisade. It, it's its quite a few of them. Um, starting in 2002, for sure, and some 2001s, um, Kia and Hyundai have now made the, uh, the immobilizer system standard on their new cars, um, basically in response to this, that it's become such an issue. So if you do have one of those cars that, that's key start, and, and car thefts in Bellingham have skyrocketed over the last few years. We're not immune to what's been happening across the country. Um, you might want to think about some sort of a, a, a steering wheel lock, a club, you know, or some other method of disabling the car from starting. Um, just because it's so easy and so quick, literally people can have these cars stolen in under a minute. That's crazy. It is crazy. How are they getting in? Break a window? They break a window. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I'm sure somebody good with a Slim Jim can open a car almost as fast with a Slim Jim as you can open it with a key. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I mean, there's ways to do it um, pretty quiet and silent and, and be done and gone so fast. They pull the plates or swap plates from another car, and, and they're on the road. So it's 
it, it's so easy and so straightforward. If you have one of these cars, you live in an apartment complex, you have to park in a sketchy area when you go to work, um, and you're driving a Keystar Hyundai from 2011 until 2021, that whole 10-year span, you want to look at whether your car is one of those and then look at what you can do to keep it from being stolen. Um, Kia and Hyundai have announced they are working with some consumers at, at selling additional or giving away for free additional security devices to help you keep you from having your car stolen. So that's something to look into as well. So I guess, like, let's say you were faculty at, um, I don't know, a middle school or a high school. Should you be concerned? I would be concerned. <laughs> I'd be very concerned. Um, it's pretty crazy. They, they were showing uh, – there was a, a – group of kids in Seattle that had stolen one and they were putting gas in the car and I don't know some confrontation with another person at the gas station and they they pulled a gun on them. Oh great. Yeah, it did the world we live in. Yeah. Um but basically, you know, a group of hoodlums, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, they stole this car and you know, they're out there running around with a stolen car and guns, but last thing you want to do is have your car stolen or meet up with some kid or anybody with a gun that's going to you know, you try to stop them from stealing your car, you might want to just call 911. Probably. Probably. Can they chase them? I don't think they can chase them right now, though. I think if they pull a gun, they're pretty much, you know, all bets oh, are off. They can chase them. Yeah, that changes the rules. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and those rules are changing anyway, so we'll see on that. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so you were talking about Jumping Spark earlier. Yeah. What this this well, day in history. You know, thank you. Um, I used to try to find automotive history, and for some reason I've been slacking for a long, well, since I've been doing the show. Um, but I found one, January Today in History. Um, and I just went to automotivehistory.org, and uh, apparently January 24th, 19, or 1860, the jumping spark engine is patented, and um, apparently uh, this article talks about uh, patents for the internal combustion engine date back as far as 1807. But 1807. 1807. Wow. My, how things have changed. Um, anyway, uh, but the uh, none were considered commercially successful until engineer Gene Joseph Etini Lenore of Musi La Ville um, came up with this uh, his own design. It is the first to burn a mixture of coal gas and air igniting by a jumping spark ignition system. And uh, anyway, the advances in his engine design entitled him to patent for this internal combustion engine which he received on this day, and this is 1960, but I think that's a typo, 1860. So apparently uh, this thing was um, uh, primarily used for power plants, printing presses, water pumps, and tooling, but he applied a couple of engines to the uh, automobiles between 1860 and 1863, most notably his Hippomobile, and the three-wheeled wagon was powered by a 2,543-cc 2, engine producing, get this, 1.5 horsepower. I was going to guess like 12. Yeah, 1.5 horsepower. What? And uh, 
1863, he drove it from Paris to Joinville, La Ponte, and back. Total of a distance of 14 miles. Impressive. So there you go. We're going to take a little break, and then I want to talk a little bit about that jumping spark. And Let's a, do it. And a rite of passage for automotive technicians. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. Imagine living in Linden, perched above the Nooksack River Valley with Mount Baker and the Cascade Mountains in the distance. Enjoy the peaceful surroundings of the mountains and nearby golf course. Make new friends and get involved in new activities. Enjoy fabulous home-cooked meals and spacious apartments designed with your needs in mind. Enjoy your independence. Visit Linden Manor today on Aaron Drive in Linden next to Bender Ballfields or at lindenmanor.com. Call Janet to arrange your personal tour and see why the residents love Linden Manor. Relive your favorites every day on Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KBay. Kick off your workday with a 9 a.m. music marathon. Over an hour of commercial-free classics. Hit after hit from your favorite artists all day, every day. And the broadcast sponsor of the Bellingham Bells. Listen live online, 98.9 KBay.com. Join the fun and be a part of Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KBay. In the shop, this is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Mangler Automotive. Talking a little bit about, uh, there before the break, the gentleman who invented the jumping spark ignition system. Love it. Love it. And, you know, kind of a rite of passage for automotive technicians. And this is changing a little bit because it's a little bit harder these days. To do it to, right. To really get zapped in the right way. Yeah. You know, my first experience with the jumping spark ignition was with our lawnmower when I was like nine. Oh, yeah. And it had one of those little tabs with a plastic cover over it that you just kind of bend that tab down to the top of the spark plug to short the spark out and kill it. And, well, that plastic tab pulled off. And so when you put your finger down on the tab, it was now it's just a bare piece of metal that you push down on top of the spark plug to kill this kill the lawnmower engine and and it definitely it kills the engine but in doing so as the engine kind of winds down instead of that spark jumping inside the engine on the spark plug it, goes it through jumps you. through your entire body as it shuts off and those used to i think those used to well magnetos at one point in time those put on Oh, they anyway, put out a ton. But you're of you're young enough to where it probably did have a points and condenser in it. Yep, yeah, you know I probably did. You know, but boy, getting zapped by ignition systems has changed over the years. It has. I mean, that lawnmower. That yeah, you know, it was kind of annoying. It scared you. It made you jump. But then you you move through from the point ignition stuff, and then then came the GM HEI ignition systems. Yeah, it was sixty thousand, seventy thousand, eighty thousand volts. And you get you get a bad spark plug wire. You're leaning against the fender, against the bumper, and you're gonna reach over and and maybe adjust the timing. Yeah. And 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 it's got a wire with a little bit low resistance, and that spark just like jump. You get your hand like two, three inches away from the distributor cap to adjust the timing. And, and you can see it. It's like slow motion. The lightning leaps out of the distributor cap or the plug wire to your finger. I had one literally jumping from my kneecap to the fender of a car about an inch, and probably three-quarters of an inch one time. 
Only takes a couple times, and you learn to be a little more careful. I am terrified of ignition systems now. Thank <laughs> Thanks God for I listening. I've been pacemaker. You've been yeah. in the shop, Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Agro Automotive. We'll see you next week.